DPW in the house. What were? What's up? Nah, nothing. No, no. All right, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Twitch at 69er Boys. No. <laughs> you weren't here last week. I was not. The wife, who actually, for some reason, decided to listen to the last episode oh, yeah. that I did. I don't know if it was because I was by myself. But I mentioned, just very briefly, that you weren't able to come over because she was ill, and I said she didn't want company. She had COVID again, but it was more just like a cold this time. Yeah. Not like last year when we almost died. Like, she was just, like, mildly sick. But I just didn't want you to get sick. Yeah, you being just precautious. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even get sick, so I was like, it was fine. Anyway, uh, so you weren't here, and I had to do an episode by myself. I actually wasn't going to do an episode, and then I was like, I'll just ramble and uh, fill at least 30 minutes. And I don't know if that was good at all, but... Uh, we are back in the studio with a real episode that we have no topic for. I I, I listened. I, it was okay. It was kind of a dry topic, but uh, in other news, since that uh, happened the last week, uh, my writing went to dog shit. Oh, yeah? Because you weren't here, and I literally had three, I had Tuesday, yeah, so I had Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night, like after four o'clock of just nothing. I could have just did some writing every single day, and I wanted to. Then I just didn't. Didn't do anything. Did fucking fuck all. Well, I think what really tanked me, and I told you this, I don't remember if it was on air or not, but I started uh, doing a few like competitions online, like writing submission things and stuff. Yeah. Well, there was one for literary taxidermy. They It was an interesting one. I thought it was going to be really fun. It was, you, they. I think they gave four authors and a work from that author, and you're supposed to, in your story, use their first line from their work and the last line from their mm. work. And Anywhere, or it has to be at the beginning? And it has. You to have be, to start your story with their first line. And I just thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And I can't, I don't know if I have this saved on my phone or not, because I, I didn't make it. Uh, I had plenty of time to write the story, and it was only a 2,000-word limit. And that one I did for Susquestrum or whatever magazine, uh, I literally wrote that story in like an hour. So I had I was coming off of that. I was like, ooh, I could do this real quick. Uh, but it, it didn't happen. It was a pathetic failure. But let me just s- couldn't. Uh, well, I, I did think. something different here with my failure. I'm going to get to in just a second. I just want to see if I could find the lines. Uh, they would help if I went to the right page. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, that probably would help. Oh, that's not it either. Where? Here it is. Oh no! It's because it's closed. Maybe they don't. You can't read it anymore. That makes sense. Uh, that's something about a fundraiser. Come on! Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So here are the authors and their works you could have picked from. Miss found in a bo- oh, Ms found in a bottle. So message found in a bottle by Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, so the first line is of my country and of my family. I have little to say. And then the last line is going down. I, fi- I, I see that one. I figured you would be. I, I was going to, but going in the competition, I thought everyone's going to do that because that's the easiest one on here. I was like, okay. And Ash did this too, by the way. And he wrote a fucking hilarious pornographic esque story. <laughs> uh, but he went over the word limit, so he's uh. going to su- try to submit it somewhere else. The second one you could have picked was Happiness by A.A. A. Milne. Uh, and a couple of these are poems. This one's a poem. So this one started, uh, it's a little more detailed, I guess. Um, more particular john had great big waterproof boots on and then the last line and that said john is that uh so that i mean you can still work with that here's the one i picked because i thought this would help me stand out a little bit it was another poem uh this one is as i grow older by langston hughes so the first line is very easy 
it was a long time ago. That could be any story. Yeah. And they, and by the way, they didn't want you to just try to like retell write, yeah, to retell their story or try to do homage to the story or try to do something that's similar. They want you to just do your own thing, just use the, the lines. Because I, I was gonna ask like how like those last couple ones were from poems. If mm. you had to like write, like if you had to do a poem, you could do a poem. I think that was one of the things you could do a story or a poem, but it didn't matter what you could do the poem lines as your yeah. story, or whatever. Which is what I was gonna do. Uh, the last line is. Help me to shatter this darkness, to smash this night, to break this shadow into a thousand lights of sun, into a thousand whirling dreams of sun. I thought that was going to be one people wouldn't pick. So I picked that one, and my initial idea that just came into my mind was blind guy. Do something a long time ago, he had sight, and then I would have to go towards the end of the story where I could use that about him not being able to see anymore. I thought that would be kind of creative. Did not get there. Uh, this last one was the one Ash used, uh, which was also a very difficult one. He really did nail it. I wish the word limit was longer because I think you would have had a chance. The Tragedy at Martin Manor by Agatha Christie. It starts off with, I had been called away from town for a few days, and on my return found Pierrois in the act of strapping up his small valise. And then it ends with, and then, and then, Hastings. She pulls it. <laughs> and yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> the pornographic title, when he said she pulls it, how he ends it, I was just like, oh, that's great. Uh, he did such a good, and it's a damn shame because if he submits it somewhere else, he's probably going to have to cut out the, because Pirawa, that's her famous, uh, yeah. you know, Hercule Pirawa, the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but her famous mysteries. Um, he's the detective, but Ash made him a pervert. <laughs> he's not a detective. It's like just the names are the same. Now, did it have a, uh, like, because well, you said you had 2,000 word count? Uh-huh. Does that include the lines that you yeah it's just for the completed work i'm gonna say because that's kind of like on some of those like you kind of hinder yourself because like like those last couple ones those are pretty not like you know they're decent long sentences like you know what i mean uh sentences so you like you get uh you know you can take you know 20 30 words out of your thing and when you only have two thousand, you know well depends what kind of writer you are me i would have blew through that so i did start this story and normally what I do when I'm going into something like this, I just sit there uh, outside or wherever it's peaceful, and I just think, let my mind wander, and what comes to me, and that's how, like, oh, this should be about a blind guy. That would be cool. But then I was thinking, like, all these thoughts were going through my head. It's like, what would be a cool story, though? And I started thinking, what about a blind guy who could see, he can't see anymore, obviously, because he went blind, but he can, like, picture things and he's painting, but it turns out to be some kind of doom, you know, like, whatever he paints comes true and people die or something like that. Uh, but then that kind of fell to the side. Uh, so here's how I, I opened this. And I think it had promised to go somewhere, but I had literally no story. It was a long time ago before the cancer stole my sight. I had just returned home to the States from a three-month stint covering the Cambodian Civil War. Back then, I was an upcoming photojournalist, real wet behind the ears. There was a lot of anti-war protests going on at the time, which was good for my wallet. I was able to pick up plenty of freelance gigs for local newspapers that wanted the coverage, but didn't want to fork over the dough for a professional. That's all I had. But what I did, and I think I'm going to do this from now on, since I did not complete the story, I decided I should at least write why I didn't complete the story, even if it's very simple. For everything I fail, at least write. So when I look back, I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't complete the story, Uh, and just kind of it hold myself accountable, you know? So I, what are you going to, like, put that one and then, like, in quotation marks, you're going to have, like, well, I brought, hot wings and masturbation. <laughs> that's why I didn't get it. 
So here's the little blurb here that I wrote. Uh, so when I look back on this, this will be why I didn't finish this. This was a short story meant for Literary Taxidermy's 2022 writing competition where you had to use the opening and closing lines of a famous author listed. I abandoned the work because the story just never came to me. I was building a sandcastle with dry sand and every time a mound formed, it collapsed back into a pile of formlessness. It was both a failure of creativity and motivation, a stillborn idea that never took its first breath. So it goes. So you like you wrote more on the reason of why you didn't get the story done than what you wrote of the story? <laughs> Pretty much. I fucking just shit the bed on that one. So yeah, it was a disappointment, but I figure at least if I keep myself kind of accountable with uh, you know, writing why I didn't do it and try to do it in a more creative way, not just I was masturbating and eating Jada. Like you know, actually try to uh Give a, a proper reason, but yeah, it was it was disappointing. So, um, unless you want to, we're at the ten minute mark. So, unless you want to talk about your writing exploits, we can go to the episode. Uh, that's okay. Let's just go to the episode. I'm just gonna assume astounding. It's going amazingly, swimmingly. You are on top of a wave, and you're cresting it with your pen and your laptop, and you're just fucking soaring high. I'm just mixing metaphors here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, folks, we'll be back when we come up with a topic because Spencer decided he didn't want to give me one today. It's not my job. Not my job. I don't get paid for this. Well, neither do I, <laughs> fucker. You are listening to. What are they listening to, Spencer? Uh, some kind of radio, internet radio show. Internet radio show. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Should probably cancel that. I don't know why people would listen to it. Uh a podcast of sorts. Mm. The drunken pen writing podcast, perchance. Perchance. I think that's what we are. The drunken pen writing podcast. Yeah, I wish I was fucking drunk. Ooh, I haven't drank in over a week because when Mindy had the sickness, just on the off chance that I somehow had slight sickness that was just wanna, yeah. I didn't want to fucking uh you know, mess up my immune system. I don't want to suppress it at all. So that so, that was poop shit. Throw gasoline on mm. on the fire as they. Yeah, I didn't want to all of a sudden just have full blown COVID. Oh, um, I am your host, Caleb James. That's my name. That's who you are. I feel like I shouldn't have touched those knobs earlier because now it's all uh, fucked up. Just my knob, not your knob. Um, I didn't touch your knob. Nobody touches my knob. Nobody's touching your knob. Uh, the man whose knob is not being touched. <laughs> He's always with me, except for last week when he wasn't, so now I'm a liar. <laughs> this is going to be a hard one. This is a, this is a mouthful, Spencer. I don't know. You might like, you like mouthfuls, so you might like it. <laughs> Spencer, the Lechenstein Lesbian Labia Lacquer Church. That's, uh, yeah. that's a lot to unpack there. And I, think I can't remember just... if I used any of those before, so I figured if I combined them all, that kind of makes it unique. Yeah, I just I feel like we should, uh, like I said, that's a lot to unpack, but I think we should just keep it in the case. Yeah, and uh, throw it in the river before anybody. Where know. exactly is Lichtenstein? Is that like Germany or somewhere? Is that an actual place? Yeah, came up on the thing. All right. I mean, it's sad as it they came up on the map, but I didn't actually look at the geography. <laughs> I just <laughs> looked at the name. I didn't even bother to see any kind of picture because that's where I'm at in my life now is non-observant at all. So I have a few topics I I want to ramble on because I didn't. Uh, Mini yeah, topics. I just, it's been a rough week. I couldn't think of anything uh, too substantial here. But you got some mini topics. I promise I won't talk about aesthetics anymore for anybody who listened to the last episode where I talked about it all by my lonesome. 
first topic of the day. Butt sex. Lube or no lube? No, 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 no. That's a different podcast. Sorry. As I mentioned off air <laughs> five seconds ago, I uh, started reading Coraline yesterday, <laughs> Neil Gaiman's Coraline, because I am reading The Silmarillion again. I finally got back to it, and it's just so goddamn dense, this chapter I'm on, that I needed uh, to break my monogamy again and just go and read another book. And fortunately, Coraline, so like 20 minutes, I'm halfway through the book. It's yeah. a kid's book. But that got me thinking, I should write a kid's book. That's what yeah. I need to be doing right now. I really, like, I, I've thought about that. Or, like, like a young adult, because, like, you know, we've always talked about, like, how, you know, there's, there's probably good ones out there, but since we're not really taking in... Yeah, like, more the, literary ones. The Like, the genre, like, you know, we, we, we just don't know, we don't realize. Like, if you can make a name in that market, you know yeah. what I mean, and you can get a following, like, that's a healthy market to get into. And, honestly, at least for me, I feel like the things that... Like the the themes and the topics and stuff that are brought up in those stories, I think are like strong suits, like yeah. you know, in my in my own uh, personal right. And I always just think of those too. Like my friends' kids probably don't have anything good to read. That's yeah. probably why they're not reading. Is you know they can't find anything that they would that they would probably enjoy. Well, that's what started me thinking about writing the old kids. But and I've actually thought about this before when I read Neil Gaiman's Graveyard Book and uh, just some uh, and. I got, like, a collection that has, like, I think four of his main uh, or more popular kids' books, like Coraline, The Graveyard Book, something, I forget the one, Fortunately Milk or something like that. It's like a lot of his his kids' books deal with, like, death and murder, it seems like. Yeah, but in a very interesting way. But, uh, so I want to break down, uh, for anybody considering or maybe not considering writing a kids' book, maybe if we go through some pros, it'll make you consider writing a kids' book. One... Just straight off the bat, it's easy. I mean, as far as writing, just the technicalities, it's easy because uh, technically speaking, you just kind of, like it's very limited. You know, you're not going to use big words. You're not going to use crazy sentences. You're not going to use uh, heavy metaphors. Uh, even your similes have to be pretty basic because you're writing for kids. You want yeah. them to understand. So and what Neil Gaiman does so well in his books, I find uh, like I'm finding with Coraline and especially with the Graveyard book, when you're reading it, even though it's a kid's book. You don't feel like he's talking down at all to the reader. Like, you don't feel like, oh, yeah, he clearly wrote this for kids and he's like dumbing it down, quote unquote. No, he's just, he's speaking to children in a way they'll understand, but it, he'll throw in words they might not know and they'd have to look up. Or he, he'll say some things that they might not understand and that's fine. Like, he doesn't speak to them. Like they're like you know I hate when people talk to kids like they're fucking dumb. Yeah. Like they 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 talk to kids like they're just like you know just acting like they're really stupid or something. It's like no kids are a lot they're observant and they're learning. You have to speak to them like they're just another person. You don't speak to them like they're different just because they're kids. Uh, obviously you don't go around swearing and doing stuff like that. But no, well, I mean, well, I mean, worked out wonders for me. And you yeah. Know, so I don't know. Next up on the pros list, besides the fact that it's easier to write, I feel like the themes are easier to touch upon, but they're more relatable because we've all been kids. So mm -hmm. we can all go through the things that kids deal with. So whether it be, you know, uh, loneliness, longing, and I'm probably referring more to either your parents not being around, not having siblings, things like that, like simple things. And then you could touch on more deeper topics like divorce or death. Like fear. that's the big one, fear. All those things are things we've all dealt with because we were kids at one time. And no matter how sheltered your kid is, they're going to experience 
all those things. Even if you don't experience death as a kid to the degree of like having a loved one die or something, you know, if you have pets, if you just see a dog on the side of the road or a deer, or like kids, you have to explain it at some point. And then once you get into like you were saying YA, that's when you start going into exploring sexuality more, which is icky. That would be a little difficult for me to write yeah. about, I think, like talk about like six because Ashley's big gripe with YA and I have to agree. It seems like a lot of these like 30, 40 and 50 year old, usually women are writing about teenagers having sex, like, a lot. And I'm just, I mean, I'm sure it's not graphic by any means because it's YA, but I'm just thinking, like, I don't know how, even if you're just writing the emotional aspect of it, I don't think I would be the guy to touch on that. Like, I don't want to. Well, I think where you said it, I think, like, that's unfortunate. Like, that's, like, a way you're saying, like, women do that. Like, because I don't think, I don't think people would want to read Men, like I think people would be kind of gross. Well, Stephen King tried that it, and I did yeah. not think that. Well, went that well. was a whole different kind of. But it was like, the same thing about you know essentially going from kid to adult. Yeah, one orgy scene that was yeah. really fucked up in a gross sewer. I'm like, yeah, uh, and I've only read that scene from that book too. I didn't read the book, so it made it worse. No context. But I'm just saying, I think that's one of those things where it's just like men can't do. But like, like you know, if they heard it's from a like from a man, makes it extra icky. It makes it icky, but the, from the fact that it's a woman writer, I think people don't feel as like grossed out by it. Because even if the man who wrote it doesn't have like a gross like intent behind it, yeah. a lot of times we just have that stereotype, like you know, that's a very man stereotype yeah. and, st- and stigma to where with the ladies. That, you know, they're more emotional and feel like, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like, you know, I, like I said, I just don't, I don't think like, I mean, honestly, is that a connotation from them? If the reader, most likely a younger person is really engrossed in the scenes that you're writing, they're probably not even thinking about the author who wrote that scene. Uh, they're just, I mean, if you did it very well, they're connected with the, the, you know, the characters. So they're probably almost experiencing, experiencing it themselves through the character so it probably wouldn't be as icky obviously but well just something I, mean, I wouldn't want to write and i'm not even so much talking about like the readers themselves some more like uh like maybe like the parents or you know the yeah. guardians who who'd be getting them or say who might have a say in what they read like you know what i mean or how do you feel and i i uh neither of us can really go deep into this topic just because we neither of us read kids books i mean yeah. Other than, like, the Neil Gaiman stuff, which still, like I said, the way he writes them, adults could enjoy them. Versus, like, actual kids' books. How do you feel about, and I've only seen this on Twitter trending and stuff, and everybody's, like, the fucking bunch of super conservative assholes seem to get in an uproar about this. But I don't know, so I don't know if it's actually real or if it's just, like, a manufactured uh, outrage, but adding, like, sexuality into kids' books. Now, we can say, I know for a fact that it's in a lot of cartoons, movies, and TV shows that kids watch. And it's not, like, overt grossness. Like, the last big controversy was Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear had a lesbian couple. Yeah. But it, because it's a kid's movie, everyone was freaking out. Because I, I don't see a problem with that because we had straight couples and fucking everything forever. The man and woman kiss in kids' movies and TV shows all the time. But when it just comes to anything like that, uh, as I get older, I do feel like it's kind of gross. Even just having, like, you know, the typical stereotype husband-wife kissing I just don't know anymore if that should even be in kids stuff. Like, I mean, to a degree, because kids do learn about it and experience it, and that's how you do it. Like, from what I understand, the Buzz Lightyear did it in a very tasteful way. But... Well, yeah, it, it's again, it's like, although, like, 
is one of them coming back from like a, a deadly mission yeah. and they meet and they meet and they just have like a, a kiss or they hug or is it like are oh, you getting graphic into like and she pulled her hair as yeah, like you know what I mean what... or even like he gra- she grabbed his ass or like you know what I mean so again it's I think it's all in the way that it's done yeah I don't I don't know if I was writing a kids book I probably wouldn't touch on any of that kind of stuff even if it was a YA I just I, that's not the kind of stories I tell in even in my adult fiction I generally don't write about sex or I should probably write about romance more, but I generally don't do that either. I mean, the best possible way to probably would do that to be like you have like, um, like, you know, like the lesbian couple. And it's like if you're paying attention, you notice like, oh, they're in the background. They're holding hands or yeah. something like that. But you don't um necessarily have to be on front street about like uh, about it or put it out, you know, make it like a focal point. But like it's like if you missed it, you missed it. It doesn't do anything. But for maybe either people who are paying super attention or for like kids that might be having like those like those kind of same feelings about themselves, like they might notice it and have that that recognition that they, you know, that, you know, the people are long for. Because, I mean, that's always the big issue is the representation of themselves in in the fiction. So you'd have that, but it wouldn't be like that's the focal point or the, the main focus. Yeah. Well, when it comes to genuine representation in any media i think the only real way to do it properly at least in my opinion is to just make whoever you're whoever's it say you're writing a book your characters are in the book uh whether they're gay lesbian black white you know it doesn't matter just write them like people Mm -hmm. that's the problem like in any kind of thing because you always get like in the old especially when we grew up the 90s and 2000s movies is always like the token black guy or uh, the token gay friend, or now it's like the opposite where it's like everyone's gay in this or everyone has to be gay or bi or Latino or like there, there's always something like a lot of these CW shows are like that. Oh, like, yeah. There's just like, oh, we got to make sure everybody's represented. That's fine, but you don't have to make it like the focal point of the show that everyone, oh, this person's Latino, yeah. which means they have to have Latino problems. You could just have them be a person that has problems. Yeah. And then, yeah, because, like, that is one of the the downfalls when you try to do that stuff is that you are so focused on that that the story hinder, you know, starts to fall. Well, if you notice when the creators of the product, uh, going back to fiction again specifically, if they're actually the, you know, like, say we go with black people, okay, if the creators are black people... It tends to be more genuine in the work because they're just writing them as people because that's how they see them. It's not like this crazy, oh, we got to add some kind of sassy black lady talk. Like, you, you can always tell when some fucking token white guy is sitting in some shitty studio and he has to, you know, write the black character oh. for a movie. And it's like, this is terrible. Like, nobody acts like that. Write a real fucking person. So that's my half-assed way of saying if you actually have diversity from the creators uh, so if you go to movie studios, TV studios, if you want to have diversity in your in the show or movie or whatever, uh, actually make the creators diverse. Pe- like hire, you know, diverse writers and crew and stuff like that. That way they'll actually just do it the right way because they're not seeing these people as something else. They're just seeing them as themselves. So they're just treating them like normal characters. But the other side of that coin is that argument that we have is like, oh, uh, should only... Women write about women, so Latinos only write about True. Latinos. Do uh, gay people only write about gay people? You know, that's the that's the the 
the dane that's the the thin line that you yeah. that you have to walk which we've we've talked about many times before too where that's also bullshit mm. like at least i think that you know if you're just because you're a straight white male in your 40s that doesn't mean you can't write a 20 year old lesbian character or something like you just have to be you have to do it well that's the main thing yeah i've heard things from stephen king's i think it might have been the mr mercedes trilogy had characters maybe it was a black character i don't i haven't read it so i'm not sure I saw people complaining on Twitter just fucking randomly recently. I don't know why. They were complaining that the character was like a stereotype or something. Um, I think he called in like a sarcastic manner. The I don't know if it was his boss or a guy who's working with or something. Some white guy kept calling him Masta. You know, like Masta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because like the thing is like the kid is like like high school, like junior, senior, something like that. And like he works around the house of the detective. Like he mows the lawn, just, you know, mm. does stuff like that. And the guy is an older white guy. And they. And not having read the book at all, I already picked up immediately that was supposed to be like a sarcastic. Yeah, bullshit, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's, yeah, he's, he's fucking bu- with him. Yeah, he's busting his, the old guy's balls who eventually that guy ends up helping him in the series because he's a very smart, yeah, he's a very smart, capable kid. person. Um, so that's just his, which, again, like, if you, that would make sense that a younger black kid who's cool with, like, this older white guy who he, who he's working for, like, if they have this. We'll probably bust some kind of joke. Yeah, yeah. He, like, you know what I mean? It, it makes it makes a certain kind of sense. Well, first, before I even get into that, I just want to ask you, did you see that character as kind of like a genuine character? Yeah, you, you didn't see that character as a stereotype or anything. No, because like, because like, well, especially okay, like we're gonna go to stereotypes. Yeah. When we go to like, you know, African American stereotypes, it's like the hip hop and the dr- yeah. and the drugs and the gang things. And I was like, no, he this kid was he was like a straight A on like honor student was like you know I don't think he got like a full ride, but you know like he had like you know he had help mm. scholarships and stuff for, you know for college and, and and things like that. So well, here's where I'm wondering is. If Stephen King didn't write that, somebody else wrote that exact same story. I, I don't know. Colson Whitehead, you know, like a black author wrote that story. Would anybody bat an eye no. if he had the same thing? People you know, would thing. probably be like, oh, look how clever that is. Look at how yeah. he's so, like, poking but, fun at the, uh, you know, at the old uh, stereotypes or that's always, archetypes or something like that. That's what I'm always wondering because I see a lot of times where, and it's usually people who are just not fans of Stephen King to begin with. They they'll not just talk about stereotyping, but they they'll talk about how he does. Like I think it was an elevation because he had like the lesbian couple in that in that book, and people were shitting on that because it's not proper representation, and it's almost like movies whitewashing characters or something. Is how they view it. Is like oh you have this old white guy writing these characters. What does he know about? I thought they came out normal. Yeah, like they just seem like regular people to me in that book. So I didn't see a problem with it. And you know what? Sometimes people, actual people are archetypes stereotypes of themselves yeah. or of that of that culture because unfortunately if that wasn't the case there wouldn't be that stereotype right have you ever had like have you ever read anything where it's like you know like a black uh, black author um writing about like black characters or whatever women with women okay and then you just like you read them and and you read it and you're just like that's not good because <laughs> there's this uh there's this comic book uh a uh, writer Christopher Priest. He's been around for a long time. He had a big run on uh, Black Panther, and he's done, you know, he's done white characters, he's done black characters, but, like, some of his recent stuff, like, he, he introduced this one black character, and I was just like, I just don't like this person. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and, like, 
because he uh, he kept on kind of like leaning into like the the character is like um okay he's doing a Black Adam book he's doing okay. A- and Black Adam, he gets hurt and he gets injured, and he has to pass the Black Adam power on to a descendant, which, you know, a thousand years right, from right. now is this young African-American kid, and he's, like, super smart, he is, like, interning or whatever that is at a hospital, uh, whatever, you, whatever you call that, um, but, like, he's always, like, oh, when we introduce this, introduce this character it, it, it i kind of like it because he is like working on this skinhead who got like injured in something and he's like he's cuffed down because he's you know being all crazy but he was giving him shit which was you know i i kind of like that but like he kept on going like she like you know oh. and, and stuff like that and just like you kind of ruining almost sounds like a stereo- racist yeah. stereotype from a black guy writing it right and it's just like I, I mean, I don't know. There's only been one issue, so, I mean, it could get better. But, like, I have had notices, like, done things, like, or read things like that. It's, like, where this certain kind of person who is this thing that they're writing, and it's just like, well, that's not good. Mm. You're probably just getting ready. You're probably just getting able to do this just because you are this this yeah. thing, or, you know, this this gender or, or race or... Well, it's just, like, this murky water that I don't know any time in our lifetime we're going to be able to really get through, you know? Um, well, it doesn't hurt that everybody gets so upset and angry about things that are so minute that you shouldn't even worry about that causes all this. Well, you know what's really funny, and this is something that I find maybe this is the problem with this particular author you were just talking about uh, with the shit, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, is it's almost like these super woke people like on Twitter and stuff actually want to re- I don't think they want to, but they reinforce these bad stereotypes because whenever a person comes along who subverts expectations and you have like the black trumper, yeah. they fucking like <laughs> all of a sudden you see like them calling the N word or like all this horrible shit. Like they just go after him. I was like, what the fuck? So because this person, uh, like the Carl Malone type, who's like pretty much a, like a black redneck. Yeah. Like they hate that kind of stuff. It seems like, and, and again, people please don't think we're just talking about you just because you might be a liberal. We're not, I'm talking about like the super woke, it's like a minority on Twitter is where you see it the most, where everything is just like a problem for them. I mean, we talk about cancel culture and stuff. They're like the people that want censorship and shit like that. But it's funny because they're so woke and they want to, you know, get rid of racism so bad that they actually reinforce stereotypes because anybody that goes outside of that... Uh, they just can't, like, compute it. Yeah, like, they're the kind of people who actually believe that like say voter reg- uh, id laws and it's like a big republican talking point is if, if you vote you should have to have an id and a lot of like super woke people get offended by that because they just automatically assume for some reason that black people don't have ids as much as like <laughs> yeah. like they don't have licenses or something like white people do so i watched a video of some guy who's going around california just asking like random white people like hey what do you think about voter id and they're they all have the same thing it was like well and it was like all college eight like berkeley kind of kids they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's not fair to the African-American community because a lot of them don't have IDs. And then they ask black people and they're like, what the fuck? Like, well, was that? I can't remember, like, if maybe one of us shared the, this reel with us or maybe I just saw it uh, uh, scrolling through and it was like too late and it didn't send it to you. But it was like this guy interviewing this this uh, white woman talking to her about like women's things and maybe it was gays and stuff and she's like well if you're not a woman or you're not whatever oh, it was the transgender thing and then and, you asked her about like a cat yeah like do you, do you know what a cat is 
She are, said, like, are, are you a cat? Well, no. Do well, you know her, what a cat is? Her point is, if you were a man, you're not allowed to define what a woman is. I think she was a turf. I think that might have been it. She was like one of those uh, feminists that hate, or not necessarily hate, but like J.K. Rowling, who don't believe that trans man to female is, is a real woman. Yeah. So what they she was going on was like a man can never define a woman, and like she was really hammering the point home. And then he asked her, "Well, what's a cat?" And she was like, "Oh," and she was like, "Went to tell him or something." And he's like, "Well, yeah, I mean, you know." Yeah, he's like, "Uh, because it was like, well." Uh, do you know what a cat is? Yeah, and like, it was like, well, you're not a cat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, you're not a cat, so how can you define a cat? And she was just like, I chose poorly or something. And like she, she just had walked a, away. She had a flying retort. She was like, this was a terrible decision or something. <laughs> and like just laughed. So I actually gave her props for just doing that. I was like, fuck. But like that's like an that that kind of scenario is it's this closed-minded thinking where you just put yourself in this little box and refuse to believe that people could be things that you don't expect. And what really pisses me off about that kind of situation is. It's people that you know deep down really don't give a shit. Not at they, all. They just want to get so on the. Clout. They just want to get on the soapbox, or they want their their couple minutes of yelling at somebody famous or whatever it is. They don't actually give a shit about whatever it is that they're sticking up for. If you go to these people's Twitters and Instagram, look at their bios. The more pronouns they have, and the more like I'm not gonna say disabilities necessarily, but you know, cancer survivor, diabetes enthusiast, blind mm. guy, like just whatever, like advocate for cats' rights. Like the more shit they have, uh, and then you look through their tweets, and it's just them fighting with people. It's like the more shit they have in their bio, and the more labels they put on themselves it's usually like the crazier the fucking person you know because mm, they're just clinging to something it's just like anything like the one that really gets me is when um and i know some of our listeners have this so like i, I have no problem if you're an ally or anything i just don't really understand it's like you're a straight white guy and you put the pronouns he him or you're a straight white woman and you put you know she her is that for you what what's this? i just don't understand like necessarily what's the point uh it, are you just trying to hook yourself to that wagon? Or are you just trying to show this, like, hey, you know, this is what I want to be called, and I support whatever you want to be called? Like, I get that, but just putting that in your bio just seems weird to me. Maybe it's they're trying to say, you know, I'm even though I'm like as a straight white man, and I'm a he him. I'm putting this here to, just to point out that I'm. I don't think he him is just normal. You know, I don't think there's something that's normal or that you're abnormal if you're like a they them or something. So maybe it's that. I'm just out of touch. I don't fucking Twitter's like blown me away. Like I just well, again, I can't deal with well, again, it. Anymore. Like I just said, it's so hard to tell whenever somebody's actually being genuine. And when they're just bullshitting. Yeah, when they like you said, like you just because it makes them look good but they put he that slash them or whatever it is. Like it's so easy to point out some of these people because if you ask them about like, hey, what do you think about the Harvard admittance scandal? And they're like, well, what? like maybe they don't know what it is. So it's like, what's that? Well, Harvard makes it way, way harder for Asian people to get into their school because they do so well on the test and they actually made it so there was like no white people getting in because it was just all Asians. Uh, so they made it more difficult for them to get it, which should be fucking illegal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Harvard yeah, won their case or whatever. So I don't know, but it's like, fucked up. yeah, but like you ask them about that and you can see like the wheels turning in their head. They're just like, oh they, shit, they should I be know, mad or not mad? They, they, yeah. They don't have the, they don't know what to do. They, they haven't had somebody to tell them how to feel yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's what it comes down to. It's like, think for your fucking self. Um, that's why I always think too, is like, it's really weird. When you look at like Twitter, especially because there's still like black Twitter, there's still the black community 
who thinks just the way they think. Like, it's their culture. It's different than our culture. And they don't always agree with the woke culture. Often, they're on at odds with it, especially when you see, like, young black men who aren't claiming, like, victimhood or LGBTQ stuff. Uh, if it's just, like, normal, straight, young black men, they say some outlandish shit <laughs> oh, on <yeah>. Twitter. <laughs> and a lot of it will be real homophobic or something. Like, people that like, like Dave Chappelle a lot and stuff like that. And... These fucking woke people don't know what to do because if I call this person out, I'm an asshole because I'm calling out a black guy and I gave black people a certain amount of victimhood points, so I can't call them out for that. Uh, like, like, it's just really weird because they don't know what to do. They want to call them out because sometimes they're just actually being misogynistic, racist, whatever assholes, and they want to call them out, but then they feel like they can't because they're a minority group. And it's just this weird thing. And it's just like, why are you thinking so hard about this? You know, just fucking... Again, if you just treat people, like, treat everybody respectfully, like they're normal people, that's all. You don't have to fucking give people special privileges. You can tell when somebody, you can normally tell when somebody's trying to be funny or tell a joke. You can normally tell when somebody's being an asshole bigot. And it can come from anybody. It can come from come from white people. It can come from black people. It can come from gays. It can come from straights. What it really annoys me is when someone tells a joke that doesn't land, and then they genuinely apologize for it. Or if they just say something fucked up, do something fucked up, but they generally apologize for it. Not something that was so atrocious, like, you know, killing somebody. Just like they going with the joke. They said it's a joke that didn't land. It was fucking bad taste, whatever. They apologize for it, and these people don't give them the... Like, they... they not only do they not accept the apology, they just keep... They, they want this person not just canceled. They don't want their career just ruined. They want, like, these people fucking six feet under the ground. That's yeah. the only thing I could think of. It's like, they want their whole family's lives destroyed... Because of this person telling one bad joke. And I'm just thinking, what the, that's fucked up. Like, are you really that upset by this? Because I feel like you're probably not upset at all. It's, especially considering how for thousands of years, art, whatever it is, stand-up, writing, shows, movies, uh, comics, whatever it is, is you're supposed to experiment and push the boundaries and push the boundaries and and explore these different kind of concepts and and things like that and it's just now is a very tough time to do that for people because it seems it does seem like you need to have like a checklist or you have to have a special like card yeah. to get into to 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 write certain things or to have your voice ho- heard or well i feel like we're living in one of the most fucked up times to be a, a creator of any kind of art especially comedy because it used to be you always had like the conservative christian base who want to can't like they want to censor you they want to cancel you right uh that's been going around for i mean the 50s and 60s comics like george carlin and richard pryor were getting like arrested yeah. Lenny Bruce was arrested yeah. how many fucking times in the 50s because of his stand-up? Because he was saying swears, and that was not illegal freedom of speech, but it was illegal. Like, what the obscenity laws? Like, it was fucking stupid. Now we're at a time where we still have those people trying to censor you, mainly, like, gay people and, like, black culture, and, like, they want to censor shit that, like, fuck you, dude. Like, come mm-hmm. on. But, you know, they want to control people. They want to control women. They want to do this stuff. But then now you got, the, like, the left, the, the far left, because um, you still have, like, classic liberals and stuff, but, like, the the woke left, uh, if they're even left anymore. I, I, I almost refer to them as, like, anarchists now. Mm. It's like they just kind of want to watch the world burn, but you have the super woke but people. But not in, like, the fun way. No, no, not in a good way. And So, like, the anti-fascist people who are very fascist. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I don't think they get it. Like, it's weird because 
they want to censor you and they want to control what you say as well. And they want to cancel people just as much as the, the right does. It's just, it's a completely different thing. Like they want to cancel you if you're being transphobic and they not just cancel, but like ruin your life. And they want like in Canada, they have like, they, I think they actually changed the laws because that's what asshole Jordan Peterson was always railing about was uh before he went like complete transphobe guy, like back when he was like reasonable, you know, yeah. uh, before he got famous and became like this, I mean, he might always been that way, but he, he was a publicly a big transphobic person um until like recently it seems but in canada it was like now they got these uh because i remember a comedian he got like arrested and fined hundreds of thousands of dollars or some shit because he uh he, he was joking at a benefit for like this i don't know it was like a disabled kid or something and it was hate speech and because canada changed their laws like hate speech can get you arrested now or something mm, wow. and i think there's other countries like that so it's like now you're too far because as americans we are uh spoiled in the regard that we do have freedom of speech you can't arrest us for saying the most hateful shit. We can still do it. That's why we can have KKK yeah. rallies and shit like that. Now, the decent people among us, the moral people, the virtuous people among us choose not to engage in such bullshit. But obviously, there's a lot of fuckery in this country. And it's almost like that's one of those things, too, because I always think like, yeah, fuck the KKK. We should fucking make sure those guys are never allowed to get together. They can't express their idea. But then at the same time, I was like, well, no, now we're now I'm like one of these fucking assholes. Right. So that's where like the woke people are coming from. It's a place of like genuine concern and wanting to care for their fellow human. It's just like not, but you're controlling people. And like with like the, the, the comedy and different things, there was a time to where people could laugh at each other. Like, yeah. You, like you were talking about the Christians. Like I remember like there would be times like, Whenever I was young, there'd be a comedian, he would tell, like, some kind of religious joke, mm-hmm. and that, like, about, like, the commandments or something like that, I can't remember what it was, but it'd be, like, then the guy talking about, like, afterwards, like, you know what, I started to get mad when you started talking about religion, but then you got to the thing, like, that, yeah, that, yeah. Made, that made sense, that was funny, like, you know what I mean, like, people can't... Well, George Carlin was always very good of pretty much just shitting on Christianity, Republicans, and- anything... But his points were so valid that they're like, yeah, I can see that. And same with like when he would shit on liberals and stuff, too. It's like, oh, his points are very valid. Yes, I can laugh at that. But when this is a thing that I noticed recently, because this was trending not too long ago, uh, about how conservative comedy sucks. And I went down a Dennis Miller wormhole recently. Oh, yeah. Because I never got why Dennis Miller was funny. Because he always just said random bullshit. I always thought. Uh, It was like he was the... The the word he's the intele- he was yeah. the intellectual comic and he used to be super liberal and now he's like super fucking right wing. Oh really? I haven't fucking heard anything like ever since he got kicked off uh, yeah. announcing football. Like yeah. I never fucking heard anything from him again. Well, I'm gonna do the deep dive here real quick, and I guess again the episode on this uh, because the thing that was trending was uh, conservative comedy's not funny. Uh, but before that, because for a long for years I've been watching Norm Macdonald clips when he was on Dennis Miller because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Not for Dennis Miller. Though I will, I'd love when Dennis Miller would just fucking be laughing his balls off because Norm Macdonald's so ridiculous. So I just watched the, the Norm Macdonald clips. But I would always like when when uh, Dennis Miller would add his little quips, I was always like, what does that mean? And so I ended up looking into it further. I, and I always wondered how much does that even know? Or is he just. None. I actually read a, yes. I should have sent it to you. I read an article where this guy completely just eviscerates Dennis Miller. It was written a few years ago, I think. But if you look up Dennis Miller sucks on Google, I think you'll find it. (laughs) That's what I looked up. Uh, Or like why Dennis Miller is funny. Because he had this first special that was supposed to be like this most brilliant groundbreak. I can't remember. It was like from the early 90s. 
Uh, so I watched some of it on YouTube, and everyone was laughing. I was like, no, they're just laughing because they feel like if they don't, it's going to show that they didn't understand the joke. Yeah. But there wasn't a joke to understand. The guy broke it down really well in the article because what Dennis Miller does is he combines a bunch of fucking $10 words with random references. Mm. So he'll say something fucking random like, oh, man, you know, he's fucking flipping dreams like Queequeg on a cannibal island on the boat in Saskatchewan. And it's like, what does any of that mean? But like the, in the article, the guy actually... Cause, the guy like broke because he did say something about Queequeg for Moby Dick and like it was, it was like something that didn't make any sense. Like if you actually looked into it, it had nothing to do with anything. But what Dennis Miller always uh, he always betted on is that audience wouldn't know what he was talking about. So he could just have these surface level references it's like, oh, from Finnegan's Wake or something that sounds smart as long as you don't actually look into it because it doesn't mean anything. And then again, who's going to call him on it? Yeah. So like I'll have to send you that article because it's fucking it's worth the read. It's hilarious. Like. It was like, oh, my God, Dennis Miller actually really does suck. And that's when at the height of his comedy. I was looking at that, and I was, uh, what, like, because recently he, he was on, like, Fox News or something, just oh, not making any, like, he, he he told these fucking most outdated things. He was like, oh, I just want to tell all the kids today. He was on Bill O'Reilly. What fucking kids are watching Bill <laughs> O'Reilly? You fucking clown. And then he was, like, fucking stuttering, trying to come up with these random references. And it was like, it was like when, oh, fucking, you know. Marlene met Donovan and it was like fucking Dick Tracy was running around with and then it was the fucking Meat Man and Takuka Island and like I don't nobody knows what you're talking about you're just making fucking references up from the because they're all really dated references too like fucking shit from like the fucking 50s I went down the conservative sucks whatever comedy a lot of, other than like the vaccine shit and just like the fucking real hokey oh liberals suck that stuff like, if you look at actual conservative comedy, like, guys who are just conservative, but, like, maybe, like, a Shane Gillis or something, it's usually it's just kind of, like, 90s comedy, honestly. It's just, like, they're saying stuff that's offensive to everybody. Not in an Anthony Jeselnik way where it's, like, dark humor. Mm. Just, you know, if they're going to, like, if some white guy's going to tell a black guy joke, he's going to tell a black guy joke. That's about it. Well, well that's, like, you know, like, uh, the other day, we, you, you, you were sending clips of uh, of uh, Beer, Beer Burr. Yeah. And... From listening to his bits, I would have a hard time just trying to figure out where he exactly stands. Nobody ever knows because he shits on both sides. Yeah. And he's one of those guys, like a George Carlin, who can make points for both sides if he wants. Because he like he was on Joe Rogan year two, when the va- the pandemic started, I think. Remember? Because he was like shitting mm-hmm. on Joe Rogan. He was like, listen, neither of us are doctors. You're not going to tell me about masks. Mm-hmm. And like he was just shitting on him because fucking Joe Rogan was being stupid. But then, in especially, he's making fun of people who wore masks, but then also making fun of the people who, who weren't wearing masks. Or who wouldn't get vaccinated. Yeah, or like, or whatever, yeah. So, like, yeah, you should be able to do that. And the people who either who wear masks or don't get vaccinated, that, like, I just, I don't know, man. It's It, it makes it real hard to to try to do anything. It's almost like, like you're not allowed to be in the middle anymore. Mm. You're not allowed to take ideas from both sides. Like, Ooh. a normal fucking, like, an intelligent person who takes the best ideas of, you know, every side... You're not allowed to do that anymore. You have to be tribal and just pick one side. Or that you can make fun of something or like to circle it all the way back to actual writing of like if just because you put something in your book that doesn't mean you believe it. Yeah, that's just you can make fun of something and you 100% actually don't believe what like it's just a joke. Yeah. You just like like uh, I'm pro vax, but I came up with this funny anti-vax joke. Well, well like gallows humor. Like, when you're talking about, like, killing people or, you know, a lot more horrible things, uh, 
this, that's not real. Yeah. Like you're just like you. You might be saying fucked up shit, but you, that's for shock value. Yeah. Like to fuck with your buddies. Like you're not. You don't actually mean that. And usually that's more of a young man's game. <laughs> but still, like you know, that doesn't mean you actually believe that shit. Well, like the old thing I remember in like the late nineties, uh, when like Congress was trying to get Eminem for like obscenity shit or something because he was raping and killing everyone in his songs and he was just straight up was like just because I rap about the shit doesn't mean it's real yeah. it's no different than when you're watching a fucking movie and fucking gangsters are shooting each other with Tommy guns that's not they're not really shooting each other <laughs> what a shock hey you know the video game you're playing it's not real you know the book you just read not real hey you know this guy Thor with this big fucking hammer not real like none of these are real yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I just fucking pisses me off. Just like, why can't you people just calm down? Because that's what it used to be. People were just like, they knew the difference between funny and not funny. Uh, and there, and that's the thing, though. I feel like that still exists 100%. It's not like everybody just became a big prude and is offended by anything. It's just this online culture. Yeah. Because if you get people just together, they can still say fucked up shit. But then you always get that one person who's like, they almost want to laugh, but they're like, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm if, if, somebody, if somebody sees me laugh, I can get in trouble. I can't do it. Like when we went to, uh, and I will preface this by saying we tried to cancel these tickets for a long time because Mindy got me tickets to the Joe Rogan show, yeah. the comedy special he's doing in Pittsburgh. And what was that, like October or something? Yeah, yeah, it was about a year ago. Yeah. But she got those for me pre pandemic. Yeah. Uh, she ordered those, and that's when I was still listening. That was before Spotify, that was before we moved to Texas. When he still would have, like, a lot of liberal guests on and stuff, but he just, I mean, I think we talked about this on here before, so I don't really need to get into it, but let's just say neither of us really listen to him anymore. No. Like, we just don't agree with a lot of the things that he just, kind of, whatever fucking road he went down on was not the road and that the, we... And then also, too, just the, the Spotify thing in general, too, just Yeah, the Spotify diff- thing, and then just kind of the fan base that grew around him just, like, got real toxic, and it was just like, eh. So we want part of very, that. Very bro. Neither one of us are yeah. like super bro, bro it guys. Just, yeah, it just went too hard. Like a lot and, of times. And I, again, if you're like one of those, there's nothing wrong if you're one of those guys as long as you're not spouting hate or misinformation. Like, you know what I mean? Dick, yeah. But anyway, so I was just like, he, the pandemic happened and then it was like postponed for the things. And then it was like, it kept getting postponed over and over and over. And I was like, can we just cancel the tickets? I don't even want to see them anymore. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. And, but we couldn't cancel the tickets because they wouldn't let us. So finally, we just, it came around. He finally came to town. We went to it. Like, yeah, Tony Hinchcliffe is opener. He still has the ability to tell the fucked up jokes, but be funny about it. Uh, he had some, I don't remember who, she sounded like Kermit the Frog. She was okay. And then Joe Rogan came on and, I feel like he took that turn toward, I don't want to say like conservative comedy, but he took that turn where it's just like, why are you still talking? Like his main, like the main whole theme of the special was like, you're not uh, allowed to say like the other F word anymore. Mm. Or, and Tony Hinchcliffe had the exact same bit. He had the exact same theme for his uh, routine, but his was, you can't say the word retarded anymore. And then he did that actually in a pretty funny way. But then Rogan did the same thing uh, with the slur for gay guys and just fucking like it wasn't funny. And he just like kept bringing them around. And that's how he ended it, too, by saying the word super loud. And I was just like, dude, this would have been shocking and funny maybe in like 1994. Mm, yeah. Uh, but when I was looking around, because there was like and uh, this is where you I just had big like people in tap out shows. Just like Yarrr! everyone was in tap out shirts or flannel. There's literally, I don't know if I took a picture of it. There, when we were in the line outside, there was about 15 guys in a row all wearing the same flannel shirt. 
I was like, what the fuck? And they all looked the same, had the same goatee and shit. And it was ridiculous. But when we were there, like, I was looking around, and there was a couple ladies that were just sitting around. They were just, like, completely fucking miserable. He has this dumb yonder bag, so you can't play on your yeah. phone. Uh, so he was just, uh, the girl was just, like, especially the one that was close to me, she just looked like, I don't know who she was. I, I just want to be like, why, why are you here? Are you leave? Like, but me and Mindy actually almost thought about just walking out, like, halfway through the set, because I was like, I don't fucking like, I'm not even laughing anymore. This isn't funny. And then the crowd was terrible, because it was all those bro guys. They were, like, kept doing the fucking, fuck Joe Biden. I'm like, it's a fucking comedy show. Like, come on. Especially if, like, if he's not even talking about that. Like, he wasn't. Been... So, like, oh, man. And then they got him to say, fuck Joe Biden. And I was just like, all right. Like, I don't even fucking like Joe Biden, but I'm fucking far from a Trumper. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, it's like, why do we have to have this tribalism bullshit? And it's like, but Joe Rogan, it, just from, like, watching his old stand-ups and stuff and how he used to be on the show, he wouldn't have fucking caved into that. Oh, fuck Joe Biden. So he'd be like, that's stupid, being on one side or the other, like this tribalistic bullshit. He used to call that out, and now it's just kind of like that's his base, and he doesn't seem to, like, I don't, I mean, I think he did recently finally come out saying he doesn't like Trump or something because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have him on a show or whatever, but it's like, oh, too late. Like, yeah. Uh, and that's, I think, because he's lost well, a lot of listeners recently. Well, like I said, like we said before, I don't, either on air or off air, just bullshitting, like, 200 million changes a man. Yeah. It doesn't it's always necessarily mean it's going to change him in a good, and not saying that, like, he, Joe's bad or evil or anything like that, but, yeah, a sudden influx of two, I'm sure... If I got $200 million, I would probably be acting differently. I would like to think that my views uh-huh. and stuff wouldn't change that much, you know, hopefully. Yeah. But, I, yeah, it just seems like... Yeah, because wasn't that... Yeah, you posted, a, you, you posted a thing on Facebook recently talking about just all the... We used to have... Not even that long ago, we had these people who... Like Rogan and uh, Peterson and, and stuff like that, and how they've just changed in these past couple years. Yeah, like you had, uh, and I'll try to get both sides here, but you had like Joe Rogan, who was very neutral. I mean, he was a kind of a, I won't say a Bernie bro, but he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. But he was, uh, even like he would always say about himself, was left on all social issues, right on maybe like guns and maybe like fiscal stuff. Jordan Peterson, I used to th- I think his message like to young men was very helpful. Yeah. Uh, you know, just about getting your life together and helping people. He was a very intelligent, well-spoken how guy. How to look at things, how to like internally. Yeah. And I genuinely liked when he was on the show and I liked the things he was talking about. And a lot of stuff he was talking about was kind of like Hitler and fascism and stuff that we can all agree is awful. And then like I don't even remember it was like one episode he came on and it was just like, because that's when he was getting into the trouble about fighting with people about like trans, like it was about the pronouns because, which I do agree, you shouldn't make it a law that you have to call somebody by a specific yeah. pronoun. That's kind of fucking like, I'm a big proponent of freedom of speech. Uh, and that's what he was talking about. So I got that. But then he's like, went so hard. That, what was the reason? Like last week, he got big trouble. He got kicked off of Twitter. He got banned because uh, he refused to call Elliot Page Elliot. He kept calling her Ellen Page, and he would not call her Elliot Page yeah, and refer to her as a man. And I'm just like, I mean, that's your right to do so, but why? Yeah. What does it hurt to call What's, somebody who yeah. identifies as a man who's changed, got top surgery, and changed her name to Elliot, took the hormones, and by all accounts, looks, acts, and sounds like a man, but you can't call him Elliot Page. You have to call her Ellen Page. Yeah. You know, like the dead name and stuff. It's like, why? 
Like, why is that the hill to die on? And they just got, like, real shitty. Uh, another one was Ben Shapiro, which I never really cared for, nor did I, because he's, like, one, he's Jew, like, uh, not just Jewish, but he's, like, what do they call, not Hasidic, but, like, like, Orthodox? Orthodox Jew, maybe? Oh, uh, those, like, the real, like, strict, like, I think. Very like- religious, like, super strict Jewish person, person. Uh, where's the Yarmulke and everything? But, like, I never agreed with his views just on religion in general. And he was, because, like, a, what goes along with that is, like, you know, gay people shouldn't get married, no abortions, all that shit. So I'm not with that. But, like, I could at least respect, it. like, that was his position. You know, that was his beliefs. And he ought to always come on again. He might not have been right a lot of the times, at least in my opinion, but he would at least speak. There would be a good conversation back yeah, and forth. Yeah, like there would be debate. It would be healthy. But now he's just a straight right-wing provocateur. He's just one of those people that literally does the, guess what the liberals did today? And it's just like, like that's how he makes his money. Like a fucking Tommy, Tommy Lauer, whatever the fuck her name is, that Barbie bitch. Or like a Candace Owens, who now it's one I never liked, but she went even harder bef- than she was before. Because she used to try to toe the line, but it's like once they get their following and get famous, they're like, oh, now I can just be full on shithead and get money. It's almost like they're grifting. Mm. It's almost because like a lot of them get the Trump base. So I just feel like they're taking those people's money. And I always wondered, uh, and that Tommy Lauren chick, because I remember this specifically, she got booted from like Fox News or something or whatever she was on because she actually came out and had an original thought for once. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, she went on like a TV show or something, had an original thought, an original opinion of, of her own. And that was, she thinks that the government shouldn't control women's bodies. She was pro-choice. And they booted her for that because you have to be oh, yeah. Is that, pro-life. Yeah, I think, because, again, because then you post that video. I think I've seen that somebody has seen that video somewhere. I didn't, but yeah, somebody probably posted it. But yeah, so when she came out as pro-life, she got booted from her show and all this shit and stuff. And now she's like doubled. I don't know if she even talks about that, but she's doubled down even more on the provocateur stuff but i'm just thinking like okay well if that if that's actually how you felt about something just the one time you you know were genuine about something it's like do you actually believe all the shit you're saying all this outrage you're spewing on your show are you just pulling an alex jones where most of it's kind of an act and maybe at some point they do believe the act but it starts off as an act yeah it starts out as an act and then you just you you start living that lie and then you eventually then do turn into it because like alex jones i think probably in the beginning might have still been a little loopy but i think he probably was at least believing his ideas and stuff but now i think he just does full-on grifting and then again remember like early episodes of rogan whenever he was on like okay yeah he said some crazy Icelandic things but like they were like at least like kind of like entertaining and they were fun and now he's just like i can't even stand to look at the guy yeah he's just fucking terrible and then that's one of those things where it's like i wish they would shut that guy up and then like they talk about deep platforming shouldn't is like non-ethical it's almost like that's like the modern age version of uh censoring people and stuff and i'm just like I mean, you can still have your own website and shit, but yeah, I get it. If you like kick people off of Twitter just because they don't use the right words that you like or something, that's kind of fucked up. But at the same time, it's I'm also like, I mean, if Alex Jones is like, you know, if he was like inciting riots or something mm-hmm. because of what he was saying on Twitter, they're like, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm always off the things like if you're going to say shit, like, because that's the thing these freedom of speech, like the asshole ones go about is like, well, if they won't, I, freedom of speech, I should be able to say what I want. Yeah, you can, but you're not free from but, consequence. Yeah, I can say there's always, there's always consequences for your actions. If like, you go up to fucking, you know, I don't know, if you go up to Will Smith and say his wife is fucking bald <laughs> and he slaps you, you can't really get, like, what are you going to do? Or, like, you know, if you go up to some fucking black guy and call him the N-word to his face and he punches you in the fucking face, that's the consequence for yeah. your freedom of speech. Yeah, 
it wasn't illegal for you to say that, but you still got punched in the mouth. Like, so is it worth it? That's what I always think. Like, is it really worth it? Like, why can't you just fucking chill out? Nobody could just fucking relax, you know? Like, and that's another thing, because we talked about this before, going back to, like, the comedy specials, but this goes with books and any form of media. If you do not like the product... You don't have to get it. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to watch it. You don't, like... I see so many people that were, like, boycotting Chappelle's, all of his fucking recent specials. Didn't watch it, but they were going to Rotten Tomatoes, giving it whatever reviews, like, all kinds of shit. And it's just like, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. Mm-hmm. That That's the biggest thing you could do, because if enough people just don't watch it, guess what he won't get again? Another special. That's all it is, but now you're bringing attention to him by fucking... So he's probably going to get another one. Yeah, so he keeps getting specials, because, you know, like they always say, fucking no news is good news or whatever, but they always say that if, you know, what is it, bad publicity is still good publicity or yeah. some shit, like... Any, no any such publicity. thing as bad news. Yeah. It There's no such... We're fucking idiots. There's no such thing as bad publicity. We said every slogan that wasn't <laughs> real. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we so... Should probably, speaking of that, we should probably end this before we run away, run off all the uh, <laughs> listeners who come in here for a writing podcast. Kids' books. <laughs> They're not that hard to write. <laughs> they have a bunch of good themes. I mean, we're really straight. We uh, digressed heavily. <laughs> This is definitely a DBS episode. Uh, if you folks want more episodes like this, uh, let us know. You can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. You can reach out to us on at drunkpenwriting on Twitter, drunkpenwriting on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, Spencer's OnlyFans is a really long name. I don't even remember. Lichtenstein, lesbian, labia lacquer. Something like that. Lacquer and labias. How do you do that? Do you actually use like a lacquer or is that just like a <laughs> slang for something? <laughs> you, well, you have to go to the page to find out. I don't even know if your OnlyFans name could be that big. Uh, but anyway, we thank you for listening. And again, if you do want more episodes like this where we just ran on random topics, feel free to let us know because we need to know this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we Because I said that in the last episode, too, where I was just rambling on aesthetics. Like, If you want episodes specifically like that, let us know, uh, and we'll we'll happily do that because I like these episodes. They're fun, but they do get away from us at yeah. the time. At the time uh. but anyway, thank you for listening, and we will check you next time. <laughs>